TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 902 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Ed Norris, Rob Long, Jeremy Conn. In fact, Ed Norris calls this day. Friday Eve, babe. There you go. Friday Eve. As we get ready for uh, more football by the Baltimore Ravens who played outstanding, outstanding football on Sunday. We hope that they keep that up. Joining us right now from BaltimoreRavens.com, he is Ryan Mink. Ryan, what's going on, my friend? Not much. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Long time no talk to. How's it been? <laughs> Things are great. Hey, coming off that win, I mean, it can't get much better than that. No, you can't get much better than that. Lamar Jackson looks spectacular on Sunday. Um, what have you noticed in his career uh, um, you know the changes in the, the the maturation of his career this year. Yeah, I think I think that he's um, you know just in control of the offense and and uh, you know Todd Munkin's offense I think has really empowered him and that's I think he's responded well to that you know just the control of the line of scrimmage um, you know his route recognition we've all seen the arm talent too you know over his career but I think that now he's he's throwing the ball just in terms of just pure mechanics, how well he's throwing the ball. I mean, he's made some ridiculous throws, including Sunday against the Lions, that, that really made me say, wow, like there's not a throw that this guy can't make, you know? And, and I think that that was another step in his maturation that we are all looking for, and, and we're definitely seeing it this year. Did you expect to see, I mean, a pass rush that leads the NFL at this point in the league, end of season? <laughs> No, no, I did not. You know, I think I think that, that was one of the big questions coming into the year because of, you know, Adafi Owe and, and David Ajabo and whether those young guys were going to really rise to the equation, uh, occasion. And for the, for them to get injured, you know, and then the Ravens to bring in Jadavion Clowney and Kyle Van Noy and get the contributions that they have from them has been remarkable. But it's not just that. I mean, you know, they have – uh, like nearly a dozen guys with at least one sack, and I think that speaks to the uh, what Mike McDonald's done with the scheme, and and the creative blitz packages and, and different things like that that he's done to really give everybody an opportunity to to get their shot at the quarterback. Right, you see them running stunts and running picks and everything. Michael Pierce is having stunts run for him to loop around and get at the quarterback. So, you know, 
everybody, I think, feels really empowered by Mike's scheme, and they're executing at a really high level. And a lot of guys are just having kind of career years. Justin Matabike, you know, Clowney, like I said, Van Noy, like you go down the list and there's a lot of guys who are playing their best football of their career, and I think that's not by accident. That's a credit to them, but it's, I think it's also a credit to Mike McDonald. Any of those trade rumors get you excited over there, Ryan? Well, I mean, we have Eric DeCosta as our general manager, so there's always a chance, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I, 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 my gut, I feel like they probably will make a move. You know, I mean, they, can, they have some salary cap space. They can clear more if they need to. Um, you know, and this is clearly a team that's contending for a Super Bowl, clearly. And so if, if Eric and, uh, and Harbs and, and, the, and the, uh, everybody up in the front office feels like, hey, this piece can kind of get us over the hump, give us another dimension, then, yeah, I think they'll explore that. Yeah, I think they will, too. Here with Ryan Mink from BaltimoreRavens.com. Ryan, I asked you before about just Lamar, but recently uh, NFL former NFL quarterback J.T. O'Sullivan he talked about the offense as a whole, the passing game in particularly, and his quote was, uh, they put the league on notice when you start doing stuff like this, talk about on Sunday, he says, they may have something cooking in Baltimore with this. This is a real comprehensive drop-back NFL passing game. Love, love, love to see it. I've not heard anyone talk about the Ravens' offense like that since maybe <laughs> Vinny Testaverde. Honestly, this is the uh, this is Lamar Jackson, the guy that we call the dual threat quarterback, the guy that's rushed for a thousand yards twice in his career. Now he had, completing seventy one percent of his passes, uh, passing rate over hundred. And I think I think a lot of it's him, but I think a lot of credit goes to Todd Munkin as well. No, oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that Munkin's done a really good job, and and you know I think we all saw the potential of this of this attack even in the previous weeks, right? I mean, they were moving the ball. It wasn't a problem of moving the ball. It was just, you know, one week it was dropped, you know, then it was red zone issues and, you know, different things that fumbled, you know, there were different kind of bugaboos that really were holding them back. But I've been impressed by the way they've moved the ball and by the passing schemes and all that uh, pretty consistently throughout the season. And yeah, I mean, you know, look, the Ravens offense uh, did a lot of good things, you know, in, in the past several years, a lot of good things. But I do think that, you know, the passing scheme has, has taken another step forward. And I like I also like the way that Todd Monken has really blended uh, the run schemes from Greg Roman and kind of added his own twist. You know, you see a lot of the same stuff that we've seen from previous years in the run game with pooling blockers, a lot of that combo blocks. But also Todd has kind of, you know, some creative formations where you have Ronnie Stanley's lined up in the slot, a lot of unbalanced stuff. And I think it's not just the passing scheme, which is, I agree with you, has been excellent. And, and Lamar, you know, again, credit to him, has, has played. He's just playing at a consistently high, higher level than I think he has at any point of his career. Um, but it's also the run game scheme that I think is making it all kind of work. I don't know about you, but I predicted Geno Stone would lead the NFL in interceptions this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of his performance stepping in when, uh, when needed? Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I mean, yeah, I don't think anybody had that on their bingo card, right? No. Um, and But credit to Gino, he's just been a, a playmaker uh, when called upon. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a credit to Gino. He's just, he's just been a good player, you know? And, and this is kind of what we saw from Chuck Clark, right, before, before he yeah. became a starter, was he kind of was a guy who, when he got his opportunity, made some plays, and then he got his – Got he got an opportunity and, and he made the most of it. 
Ryan, what about Arizona this weekend? Do you have any concerns with them? Hollywood Brown, you know, there's a we we know them very well, but it's not like Arizona's offense scares you. This should be one where they go into town and get the W. Um, what are your thoughts on the matchup? Yeah, for sure. I think that it's it's a game that the Ravens, you know, the Ravens are a better team, right? And they're going against a one win team, but you can't, you know, it's any given Sunday, and and you're looking at the Cardinals team that shocked the Cowboys in Week Three, a Cowboys team that I think at that point of the year everybody was saying this is one of the best teams in the league, you know, and so shocked them in their place, and it wasn't even close. And so I think that you you never know. I mean, every week, right? You guys are probably on your show every single Monday saying, oh, my gosh, like, that was a wild one. I didn't see that coming, you know? And so kind of the the mission in the NFL is to not be that team that everybody's talking about on Monday morning that everybody's like, wow, how did they lose that game, right? (laughs) Because it happens every single week. And so I think the charge for the Ravens is consistency, right? That's that's kind of been – that's been the theme of the week, I would say. And and the Ravens just haven't been – they haven't been getting too high. I could sense it from John Harbaugh on Monday. It's carried throughout the week. It's like, we're not going to sit here and celebrate, you know, the, the Lions win. We're not going to sit here and pat ourselves on the back and think we're all that and all that and buy into all the hype. Like, you know what? We got to be consistent. We got to, we got to kind of take the next step and say, it's like the 2019 team, right? Like they had, they were a little inconsistent early on yeah. and then they started beating people and then they just were boat racing people and just blowing people out. Like, let's see if we can get to that level of consistency, right? That's, that's kind of the mission. Ryan Mink, BaltimoreRavens.com. As always, my friend, thanks a lot for your time, man. All right. Thank you, guys. All right, buddy. 410-583-1057. Let's take one call because Stephen Ferndale had a bone to pick. What's up, Steve? Uh, how are you doing there, my friend? All right. Are you? Yeah. You can hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, I always love it when people turn around and give uh, Alabama all the credit and don't really look and see what's going on down there. Uh, you do know that in a couple of weeks, that coming Saturday, LSU goes up there to play, and if it turns around and LSU wins, then LSU's on top of the West. Now, if uh, you know, there's other teams also that also can win the West other than Alabama. But what I am going to tell you is whoever wins the SEC championship is going to the playoff, and Georgia will also go too. So it's only going to leave two, two teams. A two-loss LSU team is not going to the playoffs. What's that? A two-loss LSU team is not going to the playoffs. How about, if they win the Southeastern Conference they're, championship in Atlanta, they're going. They're not. They're not going to the playoffs. If that's the case, they're not going to the playoffs, man. They lost a two-loss team when you have undefeated and one-loss Power Five teams is not going to the playoffs. And, and the thing I'll say about what Rob's saying, Rob said, if Bama wins out, yeah. ha- that's the one prerequisite they have to win. I did out. not make a prediction. They lost early in the season. To Texas, right? Yeah. The, the early in the season, and then ever since then, they found ways to win. Yeah. I think you and I both agree that they can get in, and then on top of it, like they're good, they're not great, but I don't want to. I don't want to give Nick Saban extra time to get ready. For I just and, and don't call with you because you got some hatred on. I'm not. A, I'm not an Alabama fan. I'm just telling you how it is. It's the SEC. They got you got a two loss team. They're going in. They're going. In. They're not going in, man. They just. Here's the rest of Alabama's schedule. So it's LA. not unless you have other two. Like last year, TCU, you had one undefeated team. You mm-hmm. had Georgia. Other than that, you had Michigan with a loss, Ohio State with a loss, or two losses, Alabama with two losses. Everybody had two losses. 
But if you have undefeated and one-loss teams, a two-loss team is not getting that. Fama has LSU at home this weekend. Then they're at Kentucky. Chattanooga, good scheduling there, um, at home. And then at Auburn for the Iron Bowl. Yeah. 410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. I love people call you. Let me set you straight. You, you set me straight. You're giving me your opinion like I'm giving you mine. So how do you set me straight with opinion on opinion? Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> feel straightened out. By, yeah. I feel like he straightened you out a little bit. Yeah, I think bit. so. Yeah. Mike Loxley will join us at 930 on the other side. Jeremy Connors, the Daily Line. Daily Line. So yesterday I gave out the Indiana Pacers over. Told you it was going to be one of the fastest pace games in the it, it, on the slate yesterday. Pacers scored over 140 points. Wizards scored 120 some, so it went way over the total. We didn't have to sweat it. Uh, overall in the NBA, kind of a hodgepodge, except for my top play. Uh, missed out on the Jazz. We'll get into all the plays and what happened last night. The college football play. Did Sam Houston State hold on and win for their first win of the year? We'll tell you that, and we'll give you all the plays for tonight. We got NFL, NBA, NCAA football, and NHL. It's all coming up next in the Daily Line. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. The Big Bad Daily Line. Sponsored by FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. From the money line to the point spreads to player props, make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. 105.7 The Fan. Irving. Shot clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. That's courtesy ESPN. His name's Luca. He lives on the second floor. Anyway, Luca just getting it done against the Spurs. I told you, I, I, I didn't make it a play. I kind of liked the Spurs yesterday, but I stayed away from the game, not knowing what we'd get from Wembenyama. Right. It's it's kind of it is um, a mixed bag, kind of a crapshoot early on before you really start to feel out these teams, understand who's who. For example. We had the Suns knock off the Warriors game one, right? And Nuggets knocked off the, the Lakers in game one. Suns and Lakers play tonight. Lakers are five and a half point favorites. Everybody's going to bet on the Suns, of course. But the Lakers in their home opener, <laughs> more hiccups. Great. They'll be throwing up soon. So that's all it means now when I get the hiccups. Yep. Anyway, we got a, a bunch of games today to, to kind of get into four sports to talk about. But what else with yesterday? I mentioned Sam Houston State. Remember we were talking about him? Winless, yeah. minus three and a half. Mm-hmm. Well, those fun bunch of guys decided in the fourth quarter yesterday to say, 
Ah, we don't want to win. What are we doing here, guys? Why on earth would we win the whole game and then just give it up at the end? But that's exactly what they did. Kind of a, a rough one there if you watched it as they gave up. I think it was 17 points in the fourth quarter to lose the game. Uh, yep, 17 points they gave up in the fourth. They were winning 21, 21 to 13 at the half. And then uh, going into the fourth quarter, they had a double-digit lead and blew it. So that's what Sam Houston State did last night. We had um, the Thunder plus the points they won, the Nets plus the points, which they won or they covered. Um, had the over in the Pistons game and the over in the Celtics game, and they were both really close. Probably would have needed overtime or one team to kind of like pull away just a little bit so we had the foul game at the end. We missed out on those. They went under the total. Um, yeah, so overall kind of a mixed bag last night, but I was just really happy. Jazz lost as well. That was another play that I really liked. Uh, Sacramento played unbelievably well. The Pacers-Wizards over finished at 235, I think. And as I said, the Pacers scored 140-some by themselves. So where are we looking at for tonight? Start with the NHL. There's more games there. We'll finish with the, the NFL and the NBA. I like the Rangers and Edmonton to go under six. I'm going to take Columbus and Montreal to go over six and a half. And I like Minnesota on the road at Philly, Ed. Did you look at anything today to see if there was something that floats your boat for the NHL? We do have some heavy favorites as Tampa Bay's hosting San Jose, Boston's hosting Anaheim. There are some big favorites, but um, I, I think it's a good slate tonight. It is. It's a, a pretty full slate, too. Um, uh, I mean, the problem is, I mean, obviously, I, I, you're betting on Tampa is stupid because I think San Jose is the worst team in the NHL right now. Mm-hmm. But I do like Detroit over Winnipeg. And I just, I like Montreal. I, what Did you have the line in front of you there? Yeah, Montreal is minus 120. More money coming in on them than Columbus. That's because they're playing well lately. Because they were bad last year. Yeah. But I like them all of a sudden this year. But I thought Montreal could score. Uh, weren't they a good scoring team last year? Or they were young? They're young. They were young. very good. And of course, now they got this kid, you know, Wi-Fi. Jacques mm-hmm. Who I think is just, you know, he's just an interesting interesting character to see a real enforcer back in, a, in the NHL. And it's basically, he's been you know, good at it. Well, that's where I'm at in the NHL. I think college football is a little tougher tonight. Virginia Tech hosting Syracuse. They're minus three. Georgia Southern at Georgia State. The total there is 63 and a half. I would lean Syracuse, and I like the over in the, the Georgia Southern slash state game. Um, that's 63 and a half. I think it goes over the total. On to the NBA tonight, where we have two games. Lakers, minus five and a half against the Suns. And we also have another pretty good matchup. You get your first chance to see Milwaukee, as the Bucks will host the 76ers. Um, this new-look Milwaukee team now with Damian Lillard. I'd lean Sixers there, but I like the under a little bit better. Um, no James Harden. And and it's weird. Like, they're saying now he has problems with his... He's at, There's an issue with his mom. It's a family issue. But he still said he wasn't playing for Daryl Morey, no matter what. So the Clippers said they're going to take a step back. You run into a lot of problems once you let it get to the regular season, and the Clippers had a chance to look at the roster and go, I think we're okay. I don't know that we need to make some big splash, Mm -hmm. but uh, maybe it changes over time. Again, I like the Philadelphia-Milwaukee under. My favorite play tonight is the Lakers. I think they get it done against the Suns. Don't know if Bradley Beal is going to give it a go or not tonight. I don't care. Second road game here for the, the Suns in two days, facing a Lakers team that... They just played poorly in the second half. Um, I think the Lakers win, and I think they win handily at home uh, coming up tonight. And in the NFL, we all kind of talked about it earlier. I'm on the under. 
You said you kind of like the Bucks a little bit, Rob. Mm-hmm. Plus the points, not the win outright, right? Yeah, points. What about you, Ed? You feeling the same way? You feel the... exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I would take them with the points. I wouldn't bet them, you know, the money line. But I wouldn't be surprised if they beat the Buccaneers. I mean, beat the Bills, even though they're on the road. I just the Bills are really confounding me lately. Uh, but I'm going to bet the Bills. So when we make our picks, that'll be mine. Yeah, I like the Bills to win tonight. I like the under. Um, could be that perfect game to tease if you want. If you want to go down to three and a half, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, what is it? Yeah, I guess it would be three and a half. I don't like doing that. Then I don't like going to that half a point on the threes. I don't like landing on a three. It's just me uh, personally, but uh, I do think the under is a really solid play tonight. And as I always say, and you're going to hear me say it a ton, in the NBA, when you bet, we wait. We wait because yeah. players sit because mm-hmm. crazy things happen. Um, you know, something can happen pregame. It's like, oh, we don't like the way he looks. He's sitting. So, so many different things can happen to change that line, either in your favor or against you. But my favorite play tonight, Lakers, and I'd say the under in the NFL game. There you go, Rob. There you go. Thanks a lot, Jeremy Kahn. Yep. Maryland Terps trying to get bowl eligible. Yet again, under Mike Loxley, we've seen some progress in this football team. They are 5-2 and two with a date with 3-4 and four Northwestern uh, on Saturday, Saturday at 12 o'clock. Mike Loxley would tell us uh, – what he knows about Northwestern and what he's preparing for next on the fan. 9.31 in the a.m., Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Joining us right now, courtesy of the WGK Law hot, guest hotline, Maryland head coach, Mike Loxley. What's going on, Coach Loxley? What's going on, big fella? Hanging in there, man. Hanging in there. Uh, Maryland right now, 5-2 and two on the year. Tough loss to Illinois, but you're going out to Chicago to take on Northwestern. What do you know about Northwestern uh, uh, that you got to stop? Well, I think the biggest thing is, is you know, this is a team that's got an interim head coach. He's got them at a three and four record, and and if I was Northwestern and I looked at my schedule that I had left, I'd circle this one as one that we can win and one we need to win. And so for us, it starts with getting on a plane, going to Chicago, and uh, having the mindset and get back in the rhythm like we were about three weeks ago. What kind of season am I more of a favorite, I don't know, other than you, of course, is Roman Henry, one of my favorite Terps. Um, how do you rate his season so far? You know what? R- Roman's had a good year for us. He's done some of the little, the dirty work. Um, his his production may not be as much as it was a year ago, but what, what Roman has been able to do for us is be the consistent guy uh, and protecting our quarterback. He's catching the ball out of the backfield. Uh, definitely for us to, to have any success this weekend, uh, we've got to find a way to get Roman going. He's one of those playmakers in our offensive system that can uh, inspire others by making big plays. Coach, we didn't get a chance to talk to you about it, but and I know we're a couple weeks removed, but uh, the Ohio State game and how close you guys were, what goes through your mind thinking about that fourth quarter? Um. At this point, nothing much because, yeah. you know, as I said a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, that game, in my opinion, probably played a little bit of a role in what happened two weeks ago against Illinois because, you know, we've gotten our program to the point where uh, we're no longer just little old Maryland and, and we're getting everybody's best. And, you know, one of the things that jumps out to me is, you know, we went into that Ohio State game with the right mindset, uh, believing we could win, and we gave ourselves a chance by getting it to the fourth quarter, but – you know, there's no moral victories. We didn't win. And I think when that happens, you, you gain confidence. And then, you know, we're still a team that's learning how to play as a favorite and, and to show up and not 
take people for granted. And, you know, I give Illinois a lot of credit, but I also know that it's my job to make sure our team understands we've got to approach Illinois, Northwestern the same way we do Ohio State. And I see that out of us this the last couple of weeks with our bye week and, and the practices we've had thus far. Here with Coach Michael Oxley, Maryland football coach. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Coach, I know you're all about recruiting. I see some of the signees uh, that you have for next year. But the effort that you guys are giving on the field this year, there may not be moral victories in the standings, but you and I both know the guys on the field uh, uh, help you recruit the future as well. You've got to like what you see in that aspect. And, and I don't wonder, are they opening up some eyes and, and, and causing maybe some future terms to roll your way? Well, I think if you look at the success of the program the last two years and, you know, once we get up to Chicago and take care of business uh, to be a team that's been bowl eligible three years in a row, which is something we haven't done here for a long time, I think it shows that the vision that we sold when we got here in 2019 is starting to come to fruition. Um, but we're not there yet. And I think what's happened is some of the local recruits are seeing you know, initially the vision we talk about, but now they're starting to see some of the fruits of the labor. And I do think that we've gotten a little more interest from some of the, the top players in the area. That's exactly where I was going. You mentioned the, the local kids seeing that the team has changed. The team, I think, you know. They look they, different. They look different. Yeah. It's a different, you know, Saturdays are a lot more fun now with this team because um, they look like they can hang. They can hang with the Ohio States and, and teams like that. Um so it, not only locally, does this help recruiting nationally? Because there's a lot to offer where the campus is located. Now if the team's playing well, I think it does it boost your recruiting value? You know, it, it does. And, and obviously being a part of a conference like the Big Ten and its national reputation, um, you know, but as you said, if you look at the schools and people we compete against, uh, most of these universities are in what we call college towns. Yeah. Where for us, we're, we're in the dead smack middle between two major metropolitan areas, the Baltimore market, uh, which are in the D.C. market, which is, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes down the road from us. And, and so to me, I still feel like from a location standpoint, you want to go places where, you know, you can also build your resume without just the football in your hand. And to have these two great metropolitan areas, these great cities, uh, which are or have been really productive cities, uh, it really helps in recruiting. What are your concerns about Northwestern coming into this game? You know, it's more about us than it is them. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they're one of those teams that they don't make a lot of mistakes. Uh, they don't give you anything. And, and you know, they're playing, you know, they're, they're playing really loose and, uh, and, and, and together. And so for us, We've got to make sure that, one, on defense, we, we, we stop the run first and foremost. You know, the quarterback has been able to make some plays on us in the, in, in the scramble game, so we've got to be able to contain that. And then offensively, it's just getting back into a rhythm where the explosive players we've been able to recruit um, make plays for us, and, and that's what it's going to take. There he is. There he is, Coach Mike Loxley. Coach Loxley, good luck to you. 12 o'clock Saturday at Northwestern. Get off the snide. Get bowl eligible. We know you can do it. You got it. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, Thank man. You, Appreciate that. Uh, I mean, it, you said it right, and it just it just looks different. The product looks completely definitely different. different. Definitely looks different. And I'll tell you, if I was, you know, that'd be one of the things I think about is where it's located. Because now you can, you can compete with the big dogs. You got a good football program. And you got, like, you're right near Washington, D.C. You're near, near, near Baltimore. Yep. There's a lot to offer because a lot of these college towns, man. They're all for nothing. <laughs> there is. That's the whole, they're the center of town. I don't have any. I don't have that far to go for a major internship. 
Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's major interest. It's look yeah. at the things you can get into. What well, you want to get into government? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like it's almost Everything. anything you want to get into. Yeah. You're right around here, man. Yeah. And and he's smart, and because um, he was part of my foursome one year, the Jimmy Seafood uh, Golf Tournament. Mm-hmm. And man, I felt like he was recruiting me. You know, because he yeah. said, "What well, we gonna do this? We gonna do that? You know, this one pitching, this one doing this, I'm doing that." And the whole time, I'm like, you know, that's he. By him being from this area, I'm not saying all coaches need to come from the area they coach. I'm not saying that. But it adds a lot to it, the fact that he's from this area. Mm-hmm. He knows yeah. this area. But when you are a program that's trying to build and you need a brand, he's the perfect coach to have because he knows the area. You don't have to build an Alabama brand. You don't have to build an Auburn brand. You don't have to build a USC brand. You know, those brands don't have to be built. You just go learn, and, and you got to be able to coach. But at Maryland, especially when he inherited Jeremy, Jeremy, there's so much more to it than just knowing how to coach. Absolutely. I, you know, I love what he's done at Maryland. Yeah. And I'm hoping that this is a place that he wants to stay and not a jumping off point. But, you know, whatever, whatever floats his boat and brings him success, he's got to do what's best for him. But I think he's doing a great job here, all things considered. And um, that's why, like, you know, I wanted to ask him about the Ohio State game because – you're so close there to right. get, like what that win could have meant for your program. Yeah. And inherently he talked about it. That loss led to the next loss. It was a hangover that they had from blowing that lead that they had yeah. in the fourth quarter. That's a huge win. And mm-hmm. so they had the hangover. And it's also hurt that it was the offensive coordinator at Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. And I, see, I think Jeremy going back to not a jump at all point for him. He's a kid that grew up always wanting to coach at Maryland. This is his dream job. His dream job is to turn Maryland into a powerhouse. So I, I don't know where he would want to go from here. I just don't. But, you know, money talks, though. True. True. Let's go to Brian at Owings Mills. What's up, Brian? Hey, good morning, guys. What's going on, man? I want to give a shovel of wisdom. I want to get a shovel to Q talking smack about the Ravens' schedule being so. And then, sorry, Jets, man. I'm out of town in New York. If I tell you, they, they joke boy. I don't even play hey, New York. Hey. Thing, I'm sorry. Did you say something? I'm not with you, man. You my guy. You know, I, 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 <laughs> you know I like messing with you, though, Ed, yo. You the man. But anyway, y'all have a good one, man. I have you, too. Brian just want to call and take a shot at Q. Q took a shot at me the other day. Quincy. He did? Yeah, I, posted, I posted on I heard that. it. I Ahead. I, I said I posted on my social media page, and he was just like, uh, he was talking trash about me giving out losers. <laughs> so, but it's you know poking fun. I heard Q and Brian had words publicly. Oh, well, they did, but then they became friends. Friendly. Do they have more words publicly? Mm. Oh, okay. What deserves an encore? Joe knows. Also, find out what we Joe learned knows? today on the fan. Joe knows. Let's go to Steve and Bowie. What's and up, Steve? Chocolate Fountain? Gentlemen, gentlemen, good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Ever, I am hanging in there. I took this chick to Fogo the Child. Have you guys been there? Love it. Many times, yep. This chick's chip never turned red. <laughs> this chick stayed on green the whole time. Hey, I'll go 315 pounds. That chick ate me under the table. <laughs> that sounds like fun. But anyway, the good now, news is now, what, price, did, you, did you go out with her again after that? No, no, no. She kept eating, man, and kept talking and eating and talking and eating. I thought I was on some type of uh, of show like Punked. 
I, I thought, you know, I, this, this chick's like she's a competitive eater. Was she a, a, a bigger girl? No, she was fine. She was very slim, but but, but gorgeous. I don't but see the I'm problem here. You, man. Yeah, it didn't cost you much. I, I don't, Steve. I don't see the problem she, here. I had a problem with take. I, I to have take, made the mistake of taking women to Fogo, and the problem is they don't eat much. Yeah. So I feel like, well, this is a waste. You're gonna have one slice of steak, and that's gonna be that. I don't see the problem with Steve's having here. She's a good-looking woman. Not a big girl. She's obviously enjoying herself. She she like maybe she works out all the time. Maybe she has a good metabolism. Mm. I don't see. I wait for him to tell me. Give me something else other than it. it the car didn't turn red. Man, he just, sounds like Eddie Murphy and Boomerang. I don't like her feet. I need some salt. <laughs> no, he sounds like me on a Big Bad Morning Show. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and that's the encore for the day. Yo, the woman is he said is fine, finer than frog fur. She's thin, good-looking woman. Would you have a problem with her eating the whole time? Maybe she had bad manners. Now, he didn't say she was rude about it. And maybe he just didn't like the way <laughs> what she had to say. I don't like that you said it was a big thing that she wasn't a big girl. Who cares if she was a big no, girl? No, 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 no. Hit me out. Hit me they out. They need love too, Rob. I know that. I know that. I'm trying to find him to give me. I want him to give me a flaw because I'm thinking he said he goes 315. And she ate him under the table. So by that description, I was wondering if he was saying that she was also big. I wanted him to paint me the whole picture. I want to find out what's wrong with this picture. Because if I'm with a woman who is pleasing to the eyes, and we go someplace that is that that allows you to eat as much as you want, and she's eating the whole time, I'm like, hey, I'm like, she's enjoying herself. I made, that would make me really happy, actually. Yes. Because I swore to you. I'm telling you, just, seriously, I have vowed, and I kept it to this day, I do not take women there on dates or with my wife. Yeah. They don't eat enough. I'll eat enough for the both of us. I just I, and, and overall, Jeremy, I can't stand to have a woman next to me who we're out. Have a woman next to me to act like she doesn't want to eat. Let me I take a been. little piece. Let me, let me, let me, and, come on. Or the lady that has fried chicken. And she takes a fork and a knife to eat her. Come on, lady. Man, Stop I, it. I will lady and tramp some salted meats with somebody on a date. I don't even care who it oh, is. They, they take a roll in one hand and their index finger and their thumb and they pick pieces off the roll. And they put the roll in your mouth. How good are those little like cheese rolls? That they I don't, have oh, before? those are good. So I, I want a woman that's going to eat. You just can't fall for the that salad bar before dinner. Oh. Uh, at at um, Fogo. Fogo, yeah. no. I don't, go the for it. I don't go for it, man. I don't go for it. I always go for it. I get some peppers and stuff like that. And I walk into Fogo and I immediately say, put all the meat in my mouth. All of it. That's how I'm feeling. I wish we had another encore coming up. I'd use that. Why would you use it? You don't have to use the encore. He'll say it again tomorrow. <laughs> I'm be tomorrow. <laughs> when you get back, he'll still say it. He says stuff like that every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. Eric, you can come over to my cookout. <laughs> no. You don't have no cookouts. You have barbecues. Mm, Kai Rice is sad. What's up, Kai? Pause, Jeremy. Pause, Jeremy. Come on. It's the end of the show. He put all your meat in him. Come on, man. Hey, look, that guy, that, that call that guy, Rob. I I mean, the, the most important thing he said was, guess what? She was petite. She can she get a pass. She can eat all she wants. I don't understand that call. Exactly. But um, hey, you fellas, is Dwight Howard, I mean, is uh, uh, Anthony Davis turning into the new Dwight Howard. Jeremy, you watched the ball hold game. Man. Hold on for, hold on for a second. Not, hold on for a second, guy. Now you got to pause. Do you know why Dwight Howard's in the news I'm now? Sorry. No, what's that? 
Uh, you better check and see why Dwight Howard's in the news. Mm. Rob, I was talking about Forrest's plate. His plate, you know, he saw. Oh, on the floor. All right, see, but the other stuff's more interesting. Yeah, Dwight Howard's backing dudes down off the court, apparently. So, oh no, he's posted. He was posting them up off the court. Yeah, he got a double double in bed. (laughs) But yes, to what you're saying, he possibly could be this Stay Puff Marshmallow man. Did you see Dwight Howard's response to everything yesterday? You you saw it? Yeah. None of y'all business. You just mad because you're not in my bed? Did he really? It's none of your business who's in my bed. Yes. Right. He doubled down. Good for him. Now, ta- <laughs> Good for now you. time for you to find out what we learned today. Good for you, Dwight. <laughs> At least he's not a motherless. Never mind. Yeah. What did you learn today, Ed? Good for you. <laughs> couple of things. Um, you mentioned the last of the Mohicans this morning. There's 1,500 more weekends left. Is there? Just checked, yes. What you, what? <laughs> Why would that even occur? Why would you even look that up? <laughs> By this day in this sports, day. 1968, George Foreman won the gold at the Mexico City Olympics. Remember, wave the American flag, if you remember. Who cares? There's 1,500 more weekends <laughs> left. I, I just had to. I don't know. <laughs> the New York Indian tribe. I don't look. And I didn't know this. Um, we talked about the best guitarist in the world is stupid. Layla, which I always thought was just Sarah Clapton. Dwayne Allman was also in that uh, Damn good cut. guitarist. Yeah. They ended up being real good friends, and they were on there together. I had no idea. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles were uh, got some awards based on, this is the uh, Sporting News Awards. It's not the, These aren't the official awards. The official awards uh, come out in November after the World Series. But the Sporting News has named Brandon Hyde, American League Manager of the Year, Gunnar Henderson, American League Rookie of the Year, and Mike Elias, Major League Baseball's executive of the of the year. In addition to that, they have a All Star team in which uh, Adley Rutschman is tied with Cal Riley as the All Star catcher. I don't know how both of them can start. And they named one starting pitcher and one relief pitcher. Guess who the relief pitcher was? Felix Batista. Felix Batista oh. is named the Sporting News relief pitching. All star. I nailed so, it because you told it to me five minutes ago. That's why. That's why we have it. <laughs> what you got over there, Jeremy Khan? Yeah, I was at a meeting last night. Had to invite everybody. You know, welcome them. Said welcome to Plastic Surgery Addicts Anonymous. See a lot of new faces in here tonight. <laughs> Gotta say, I'm a little disappointed. Ah, so you gonna let it finish, Joe? <laughs> Jerk. Anyway, listen, disappointed. Huh? Yeah, gotta let it. Pause though. No. Welcome to Plastic Surgery Addicts Anonymous. I see a lot of new faces here tonight. I've got to say, I'm a little disappointed. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Way to go, Joe. All right, here's one. A uh, man is told that the bank offers offers mortgages with no interest. The man enters the bank. I'm here to find out about the mortgages. The bank manager says, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> he had no interest, Joe. Did you get it? <laughs> no, nope, I, I didn't. I didn't. I called the paranoia hotline. They answered, "How'd you get this number?" <laughs> <laughs> and <That> I answered, <laughs> <laughs> How stupid is that? So stupid. <laughs> and lastly, I once entered the World Club Domaniac Championships. I took gold, silver, and bronze. In your face! <laughs> Shut up, Mike. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. He's like, How'd you get How'd this you get to- <laughs> Well, that's been the show. Vinny and Hayden are coming up next. <laughs>
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 